Welcome to Geocache Adventures with me, Shadow Dragon One, where I discuss geocaching and my adventures with it. If you enjoy the show, please leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts or on the Geocache Adventures Facebook page. You can also sign up for the Geocache Adventures newsletter, which features upcoming episode information, behind the scenes articles, and other fun articles and information. I'm putting the spoiler here at the beginning this week because we talk about so many great geocaches that Joshua has found and there are some spoilers about those throughout the entire episode besides just the cache highlights. So spoiler alert for the entire episode. This interview was recorded using Zoom and may sound different than other podcast audio. Hello everybody, Amy Shadow Dragon One here and with me is Joshua the geocaching vlogger. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh my gosh, Amy, it is so good to talk to you and the people may not realize I actually get to see your face because we're using <laughs> Zoom, but I did get to see your face in in Moga at in Owensboro, Kentucky. So yeah. you said, said hello, hello to me there. So it's not the first time we've we've chatted, but it's probably the first time we've chatted at any length of time. So this is this is excited, exciting. It is I'm exciting. so glad to be talking about my favorite topic, which is geocaching. Yes, I actually I was standing in line at the um, I think it was the 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 Geo Tour coin thing to to get my coin, and I I caught you out of the corner of my eye, and I was like. I literally stood there the whole time working up the courage. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's the geocaching vlogger. <laughs> I don't bite. You could have came right <laughs> up to me. I would have been glad to talk to you. Um, I love talking to geocachers, especially about geocaching. So, well, I'm glad you worked up the courage. I'm so glad. But you didn't, you know, actually now that I think about it, that's not the first time we talked. We talked inside, I think, right? Didn't we talk inside first or was it was it outside? I can't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. I thought I thought it was like later on that night inside we talked for the first time. So regardless, you worked up the courage. That's good. Yeah, I think that's what I, I think that was when I just like real briefly said, Hi, I have a podcast. Here's my card. Would you even consider coming on it? And then I, I believe maybe later that evening I we may have chatted for a few minutes. Yes. But yeah. And I was like confirmed. I've heard of your podcast. I would love to be on it. And so, yeah, I'm glad to be here. Super glad to be here. Uh, I do appreciate you joining me today. So for starters, can you tell us what your geocaching name is? My geocache name is Geocaching Vlogger. I know. <laughs> I know. Shocking, right? <laughs> my, on YouTube, on YouTube, my, my branding is the geocaching blogger, but I decided, you know, for my actual geocaching name, you know, I, I, it's okay. I could drop the, the, so I'm geocaching <laughs> blogger. It's fun though. Funny though. Cause I changed my name cause I've been geocaching for a little over 13 years. And when I started geocaching, my, my geocaching name was Mayberry man, because I have a love for the old Andy Griffith show. And so um, I was Mayberry Man when I started it. And then when I started the vlog, like three years after I started, because the vlog has been going for 10 years now, I changed my name to Geocaching Vlogger. I just thought I'd eliminate the confusion and just have everything the same. So, yep. I'm, Makes sense. I'm Geocaching Vlogger, or if you see me on YouTube, the, <laughs> very important, the Geocaching Vlogger. 
Although there are many, there are many geocaching vloggers, but I, I was, I was probably one of the first ones, or at least the first person to use that name. So. <laughs> well, and if you forget to put the the in in the search, it does still come up. I can confirm that. So, oh, good. well, that's well, that's a relief. It's a big relief. <laughs> so you said you've been doing this for about thirteen years. How did you get started geocaching? I had some friends that uh, had. Sh- talk to me about it way way back it was i think a science teacher like an elementary science teacher and he mentioned it to me i thought you know i thought it sounded interest interesting but it nothing ever like stuck i never was like oh this sounds cool take me to do it so and i probably should have done that because he could have like shown me the ropes so i heard about it like years and years ago this i mean this is probably within a f- couple years of geocaching started starting i'd say 2002 maybe so two years into geocaching's existence and so i heard that's how i heard about the first time and then i had a co-worker about 13 years ago mention it again and that time when he talked about it it stuck and i know a lot of people are like oh you you know somebody that geocaches they'll take you geocaching well I didn't have the patience for that and so uh father's day about 13 years ago i was like you know what I want to do this. I want to try geocaching. So I just literally went and did my research online. I got one of those yellow Garmin E-Trex mm-hmm. uh, GPS's, GPS-R receiver. And I just, not even trying geocaching once, I got it. Uh, I, it came to, to my workplace. I you know, looked at the website. You know, I had been looking at the website like, oh, where are, you know, they're all around me. Cool. But I couldn't find them without, I probably could have found them <laughs> with maybe Google Maps or something. But Google Maps wasn't probably as good in 2008 anyway. And I, I plugged in the numbers manually. I figured it out. And I, it was right next, the, my first geocache was right next to my work. And I went and found my very first geocache. And I had, when I had that eureka moment, like, oh my gosh, I drive by this area every single day and i never knew that there was a whole new world uh that i wasn't aware of and and i was hooked from there i was so i was so enthralled with the gpsr receiver that after i found that first cache i got in my car and i entered the i was entering the coordinates for the for the next one i was going to find and this is back when you know i i wasn't doing uh uh paperless caching i actually printed out sheets of paper I mean, I'm old school, Amy. I'm old school. <laughs> Printed out sheets of paper, and I was plugging in the numbers. And true story, the first day I started caching, that was uh, May, uh, I'm sorry, June 4th, 2008. I rear-ended another car because oh, no. I was looking at my GPSR so intently that I rear-ended somebody on my very oh, first no. day of caching. <laughs> Luckily, there wasn't a lot of damage, but that just shows you how like focused and excited I was about geocaching on that first day as if your first geocache wasn't memorable enough you (laughs) i know but lesson be you know lesson learned you know don't look at that smartphone while you're driving look at the gpsr it's it's amazing anybody got anywhere in the day of you had the giant map people would have on their steering wheel trying to drive (laughs) i know I remember printing out map quests, like sheets of paper, you know, reams of paper mm-hmm. to get anywhere. And I think I had one, I think I did have one of those like Garmin driving GPSRs, but I, I learned very quickly, like, I don't think I can geocache with this. So yeah. 
I went straight for the the little e tracks. <laughs> so, what kind of stats do you have after thirteen years? Well, I don't know if I should be proud of this or slightly ashamed because there's people <laughs> have, that have been geocaching um, even shorter than me that have many more finds. But I I'm, I'm just gonna qualify this right now, okay? I am not a numbers guy. I am a quality cache person. I'm a cool location person. I'm not a, I'm not a power trail person. And proof is, is that I, I went to the ET highway. If your listeners are not familiar, it's a, it's in the middle of the desert in Nevada. We're talking 2000 geocaches right in a row. I went to the ET highway and I only found 12. So (laughs) that tells you, that tells you what kind of control I have when it comes to numbers. Uh, so to answer your question, <laughs> that was a, that was a long qualifying statement. <laughs> uh, I have a little over f- uh, 5,900 fines. So hey, it's not, it's not bad, not bad, but I mean, 13 years come, I mean, I should, if I really went hard, I could, I could sure I could get those numbers up. But again, for me, it's not the numbers. It's the quality caches and the quality places and experiences. <laughs> It's amazing how many different types of geocachers there yes. are. And oh, yes. Geocaches for every type of oh, them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I was just talking to Doug McRae. I don't know if that name's familiar to you. Uh, Doug McRae is the, uh, he's a retired guy. That's his geocaching name. But the cool thing about Doug is that he's the inventor. Get this, Amy. He's the inventor of Miss Pac-Man. How what? cool is that? Yeah. And you, he was actually at MOGA. And a lot of people don't, you know don't know he was the inventor of Miss Pac-Man, but this guy, his thing is souvenirs. He wants to get as many souvenirs. He's, he's, he's nipping at the heels of, of some other people. There's two other people I think in the world that are ahead of him and number of souvenirs found. And he just, he just uh, messaged me today and he was in Fargo because the way to get souvenirs quickly is do those geo tours because you get a souvenir every time you do a geo tour. So he's just focused on geo tours. He goes, I did a geo tour in Fargo yesterday, and tomorrow I'm going to Mexico. Oh, so, wow. I mean, this guy, he's he, you're right. There are some people like that's his focus. It's not about a bunch of caches, but he loves getting those little digital, digital pieces of souvenirs, you know, souvenirs that you don't have to dust. That's great. <laughs> but you're right. There's all kinds of different caches. There's big numbers. There's there's people that love earth caches. There's people that love multis. There are people that love virtuals. And, and now adventure labs. Like people are like focusing mm-hmm. on like I love adventure labs. So that's what's so great about our hobby really is that there's just such variety. Like you can you can make it whatever you want to make it. You know. There really is. Do you have a favorite cache type? I would say I, if I had to find one cache type for the rest of my life, I think it would be gadget caches. I, th- yeah. it, there's so much, uh, there's so much variety to them. I, I'm not a big, I'll just say I'm not a big mystery cache or unknown uh, type fi- uh, finder. I'm not a really fan of doing puzzles on the website, but I do love getting my hands on a cache and trying to figure out how to open it. There's, and there's just so much variety to it. There's so much creativity. And then also like, because I shoot videos, also off, often they're themed. So like when I was just in New York, New York a couple of weeks ago, and I found some really cool of star star Wars themed caches nice. that were gadget caches. So I love, I love a cache that can, you know, tell a good story where the, where the cache page matches the, the experience you have. So yeah, to, to answer your question, I think if I could find one cache for the rest of my life, it would probably be gadget caches. 
Second place would be like a cache that takes me to do a really amazing, cool location. Yeah. And those those are just so so memorable. I had an opportunity a couple years ago to to, to go to Brazil and uh, got to see Iguazu Waterfall, which I saw on I don't know if you remember those plant that Planet Earth series where it was like oh, the yeah. water series and the and the deserts you know they and the, the water one I there was the first time I saw this incredible waterfall and I was like someday someday when I'm old <laughs> and retired I might have the chance to see this waterfall but I had the opportunity because geocaching took me there and it was like super memorable and there was a virtual there and I was the first American to log that virtual because it was brand new um, and so I, second place is caches that <laughs> take me to a really cool location. If it, if it can be a gadget cache that takes me to a really location, I'm in heaven. <laughs> That's awesome. So you said you've had the vlog for 10 years now. Mm-hmm. How yep. did you get started with that? What made you decide to start documenting all these adventures? It was very much by accident. So my kids were probably uh, close to your age you know, elementary age. And I was starting to feel like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm missing, missing these moments. I feel like I need to document these moments of my kids when they were little and then when they were cute. But then I would go to, (laughs) I would go to like, like school choir concerts. And I don't know if you can relate, Amy, but the people that like bring, brought the full camcorder with tape in it. And I'm like, really, really, you're going to watch, rewatch this whole concert over someday. So I thought, oh, that's not the key. But back in, uh, in 2011, the flip, I don't know if you remember the flip camera. It was like a tiny camera. I have it over here. It was like a tiny camera, but it had a little USB that popped out of it. And it just had a little button and it had record stop. And so it saved oh. this video on this little device with no, no tape. And it was perfect for catching, capturing just those, those little moments mm-hmm. where you're just like, I just want to capture like 30 seconds of this moment. 30, I want to capture 30 seconds of this choir concert. I don't need the whole thing. So I was like, I'm going to get one of those flip cameras. And I'd watch some YouTube because there were some other vloggers and they were using these. It was just really convenient. It fit in their pocket. So I was like, I'm going to get one of these flip cameras. So I went to Craigslist and I found (laughs) found somebody that was selling a flip camera. And where did I meet them? I met them in a parking lot, uh, a parking lot not too far away. And so we made the transaction, but I was like, okay, I got, you know, I didn't want to get ripped off on Craigslist. So I was like, I need to, I need to test this out to make sure it worked. And guess what? There was a a light pole cash, an LPC nice. right next to where the deal was made. And I was like, <laughs> okay, well, just for fun, let's, let's film this LPC. And it was at, in, in defense of this LPC. It was like a good one. It wasn't like a typical one. So it was a cool one. And so I filmed it. I was like, oh, that worked. And then I was like, okay, like, well, how was the quality? So I went home and I put it on my computer. I was like, you know what? That's cool. I'm going to upload it to YouTube just for fun. <laughs> I upload it to YouTube and, it, and I mean, it got a, I was like, a few people watched it. I was like, oh my gosh, other people, <laughs> other people might be interested. It was like aha moment. Other people might be interested in these, these little adventures because you know I think, I think geocaching is pretty cool. And at that time, there were, in 2011, there were a lot of YouTubers that were like vlogging their life, like mm-hmm. you know, like like daily vloggers. They're like, but 
a lot of them were like, it was normal life. It was like, now I'm having cereal. Now I'm taking the kids to school. And they just talk <laughs> about their life. And I was like, that, it's kind of mundane. But then I thought to myself, well, you know what's not a mundane is geocaching. And I was like, what if I consistently like share some of my geocaching adventures? And so I decided, you know what? I'm going to try, I'm going to make a goal for myself. I'm going to upload one geocaching adventure a week. And I'll just see how it goes. Just, you know, just for fun. And uh, long story short, 10 years later, I have not missed a week. I've, I've uploaded at least one geocaching video every week for over 10 years. That's and impressive. You, you, tell me, you tell me back then that, that I'd still be doing it. I'd be like, whoa, that's shocking. But, <laughs> but you know, as, as people start, started watching it and you, you kind of see those numbers go up, you're like, oh my gosh, like people are counting on me. Like I can't miss a week. <laughs> so, you know, the you know, feeling, you know, yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, wow. You got like two people that pay attention to something you have to say and the next thing you know know, there's like 20 and it keeps growing you're just like oh I have to hit my deadline I know exactly I'm sure you can relate with the with the podcast when you start getting feedback when you start getting emails you're like you know what like people oh my gosh people are really watching this or listening to it like this is really cool so so that's kind of a long way to say I got a I randomly got a camera in the parking lot give it a try Oh, that's great. I love it. So on your vlog, you have some really amazing caches that you go visit. How do you find them? Yeah. Um, I, it's the number one question I get on TikTok because I <laughs> ventured down the, I don't know if it's the dark road of TikTok. I love it. It's TikTok's <laughs> a lot of fun. Do you have a TikTok by chance? I do not. I have not. Okay tried to start that yet that well, requires more time than i have <laughs> yeah well you know if you just download it just to consume videos let me just warn you it's it's highly addictive but um, a lot of people say that actually <laughs> yeah it's true and that's why this there's success on the app but you know a lot of people i've introduced a lot of new people some a lot of young people to geocaching and the, and the number one question i get because a lot of people are like oh my gosh what is this it's geocaching oh i'm going to download the app and then they come back later and they're like, oh, wow. Because I, I highlight some really amazing caches. You do. They're like, wow, all I, all I find is I found a pill bottle tree. <laughs> like, how do you find that? So people are confused. So I really, like, I tell them, hey, follow the favorite points. Yeah. You know, every, every community has, has some really uh, high-profile, great caches that have a great location or a or a lot, of, a lot of thought we're putting put into them, and that, you know that's what I do. I kind of if I'm going to a new area in my day job, I do get the opportunity to travel for work. So sometimes I'm I'm often in a lot of new locations just by default, and you know I'll filter it by those favorite points. And uh, I am, and I just want to say too, like I am really mindful, like uh, about uh, you know I know you you even mention it here on your podcast about spoilers, and uh, I do ask permission. I ask permission from the cash owner, especially if it's a very high profile cash or it's a very cool gadget cash. And most of the time, you know, it would be, it's pretty rare if somebody says, no, I don't want you to. Cause a lot of people are honored. They like, they, they realize that um, not everybody will be able to visit their cash. You know, mm-hmm. if they live in, in Missouri and they live in, you know, Sydney, Australia, you're like, you know what, I'm not I'm probably not going to get there very soon. Uh, and you know, so and it gives. I'm I'm going down a different path, but it gives you know, <laughs> uh, geocache hiders uh, different ideas too that it that does. they could they could maybe emulate or or put their own twist twist on it. But yeah, f- simple answer: 
follow the favorite points. <laughs> if you're a new cashier and you're listening to this, and you're like, I'm just finding, I'm not finding very cool stuff. Uh, it helps to also, I think Amy, you would probably say this too, to be a premium member. It's totally worth it because yes. you're able to access features. If you're not a premium member on the app, I believe you you can't find caches that are over two too, too, too difficult to terrain. And that really limits the amount of caches that you can find. So once you're a premium member, you're all, that whole world is opened up to you on the app. Um, I know you can access on the computer, but let's be honest, like a lot of people, they, they just experience geocaching completely on their phones. Oh, these days. Yeah. And just to have those filter options in the app, Mm. I would say that alone is worth paying the $30 a year. If you can afford to do that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you can define different kinds of caches too, you know, cause it's, li- I think it's limited to traditional. So you can find those virtual. So you can find um, a multi-cache or uh, a where I go. And I, ch- and in TikTok, I try not to confuse people because everybody's like, for, you know, they go from what is geocaching? <laughs> so I don't try to, you know, tell them, Oh, there's this whole other world and just puzzles and there's gadgets and all this. There stuff. is, there's whole other worlds in it's a big world it's a big, <laughs> it a it's big, a big world. geo world <laughs> it is and from i i haven't been in it nearly as long as you and you know i've started in just about two years at this point and yeah. it is overwhelming at first yeah. when you get on there and you're like oh yeah what the heck is all this stuff and what is everybody talking about online and yeah there yeah. is a lot lot it's to learn world and the cool thing about your podcast is I'm sure as you're interviewing people, you're learning stuff as you interview people. I'm, I I'm sure. I've I'm learned sure. a lot by doing this podcast, actually, so, by interviewing people or doing research that, yeah. Totally. I've I'm, learned I'm, a lot more by doing this podcast than I have out in the field just because it gives me more opportunity to experience different perspectives and different stuff that I may not have around me in my area. Yeah. And isn't that amazing? Because I wouldn't be anywhere in geocaching if it wasn't for somebody that like took me under their wings. You know, when I, when I first went out, I found the first one, but then I started find, looking for more difficult, difficult ones. Cause you know, the box, you find the box. Oh, cool. It's a box, but you don't realize, <laughs> Oh my gosh, there's geocaches hidden in sticks. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> like, And so I was like, I was at the beginning the first week of geocache, I was just striking out. And I was nice enough to have the cache owner like contact me because I was logging the DNS and they're like, Hey, I see that you're new to geocaching. You know, <laughs> how about, how about I take you to this? How about I take you to this cache that you seem to be struggling with? So you can get an idea what to look for. So the cool thing about the internet is that, you know, you don't have to meet a strange person out in the woods. <laughs> you can <laughs> talk to them, you know, in the safety of your own home, uh, you know. But I remember I remember that feeling of, of like, what am I doing? I'm, I'm just meeting a strange person in the woods to find a box? Every parent's oh, worst nightmare. <laughs> I know. Is this safe? Um, but I, I'm so glad I took the risk because he ended up being a great friend and he ended, ended up mentoring me. Like, I would not have known anything. So... So my advice, especially if you're a new cacher listening to this, is like really like there's Facebook groups and there's geocachers are the friendliest people. I don't know if you experienced this, Amy, but there's some of the friendliest people. And if you need some direction, I had somebody DNF one of my more difficult caches today and I and I messaged them and I said, hey, thanks for trying to open my cache. <laughs> but um, can I give you a hint? And they're like, oh, my gosh, yes. Like. And, and realizing that there's like people behind the caches, I, I think it's just like, whoa, like it's pretty cool. It is. And when you get a cache owner, 
that's active and maintaining their cache and paying attention to the logs, it makes such a big difference to especially a new person. Oh Just, yeah. It, it, there's so many caches I found where it's like, um, there's an issue with your cache, message them or something, nothing happens, a bunch of DNFs come by and finally somebody archives it. Right. But when you get somebody that's actually active and it's like, oh, thanks for letting me know. I'm going to go check on that. Or, hey, here's a hint. If you're struggling with it, try this. It yeah. makes it such a much more enjoyable experience. Oh, I agree. I agree. So that's a, there's a good lesson for cash owners. It's like, be responsive to people. And I'm, I'm one of those people that are like, caches are meant to be found. That, that I, you know, they're meant to be found. So if somebody needs a nudge or a hint, like I'm more than glad to, to point them in the right direction because I really want them to have, like, I want them to have a good experience. I don't want them to have a negative experience because I want, I want people to keep doing this because uh, really geocaching has changed my life. And I think it has the ability to change other people's lives. I'd agree with that. Okay. So you have traveled a lot of different places on mm -hmm. your vlog. How often do you get to travel with it? You said work allows you to travel some. A little bit. Although COVID-19 put everything to a halt, sadly. Yeah. <laughs> but, but prior to that, yeah, work, um, my day job, um, I get to go to uh, many new communities. So that that's one part of it. But also I do try to be intentional about um, – you know, tr seeking out some areas maybe that I haven't visited before in the United States. Like, so when I'm looking at my, like, where do I want to go next? You know, I look at, I look at some geo tours, like, oh, that place has a new geo tour or you know, what really drives it is events, you know? So we're, we are officially as we're recording this right now, which is um, July 20th, we are in, we are in the thick of caching season, meaning that all the mega events in the Northern hemisphere, they're like all happening right now. Yeah. So I love, I love going to events because, Amy, I don't know if you can, you can uh, relate to this, but you you kind of put thing you know you put content out into the into the universe, and you wonder you want to make a difference, and you hope that you're making an impact, and you you I see the comments on YouTube, but it's so powerful to have somebody's face and say, oh my gosh, I watch your video, I enjoy it so much, thank you. Or, or somebody say, like, I was getting burned out by geocaching, but seeing your excitement about the hobby, like, reinvigorated me, like, that's major payoff. So I really, as far as travel goes, like, I really try to focus on on um, going to events, mega events, so I'm able to chat with people. But, um, but yeah, sometimes I, I, I'll target target things like like the I mentioned before, the Brazil. Like, I thought someday I'd get to go to the Brazil ape ape cache so mm -hmm. if you're i don't know if you've talked about it on the podcast before amy but there's two there's two very famous geocaches that the project ape caches and when they started out there were you know a bunch all over the world mm -hmm. and now there's only two left there's one in washington and one in brazil i've been to the one in washington a couple times and i was like someday like geocachers have this thing i don't know if you can relate is like this idea of like check the box, right? Mm -hmm. Like I, I gotta find, gotta, you know, kind of like that Pokemon Go feel like, like I gotta catch them all. <laughs> I gotta catch them all. So I thought, oh, amazing. Wouldn't it be one day, wouldn't it be amazing to go to the Brazil eight cash in the, it's in the, it's in the jungle. And I thought, oh, maybe when I, you know, again, maybe when I'm old and retired <laughs> and have so much money that I can travel wherever. Well, 
I have a great friend in, in Germany. Uh, his name's Daniel Flieger, and he has a geocaching travel agency. It's called Cacher Rising. Can you believe there's such a thing? A geocaching. I can because <laughs> I, I actually interviewed somebody that oh, does that here in America. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so he has a geocaching travel agency that takes Germans all over the world to these really amazing locations. So I did do, I did get a tour with them. It, get this. It was a 10-day bus tour, 31 Germans and myself touring the Pacific Northwest in a coach bus. Wow. Um, it was <laughs> it was amazing and it's it was so fun because the plan i didn't have to plan any of it i get in my coach bus i just ride taking a little nap and then the bus <laughs> stops and then you go to find an awesome like old cash and then you get back you go for a nice hike you get back in you go to sleep it was so no driving no planning it was amazing but i had also the opportunity because you know uh daniel my friend who owns Cash Arise, and he was wanting to promote these tours. And you, uh, fun fact, YouTube, great way, great visual way to promote things. Mm -hmm. And so he invited me to come along to document one of these uh, trips to Brazil. So, so I've got, I've had some cool opportunities just because of the vlog, people wanting, you know, people wanting to promote or share their area or show their cool caches. And they've invited me, invited me to come out. So um, so I've been to Brazil. Uh, I got to go to work for in uh, South Korea. I got to do some, some fun there. I've been to Germany twice now. Um, and then uh, throughout the United States. And there's so many other places I'd love to go. Because the cool thing about Kikashi, it's everywhere. You know, that's it is everywhere. Yeah, it's everywhere. Well, except North Korea. Maybe someday. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't want to go there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to go there right now. <laughs> Is there a specific place or cache that is on your list that you haven't had a chance to find yet? Oh my yet? gosh. That's a great question. Because just because when I was in when I was in <laughs> Brazil at the Ape Cache, I was thinking to my I literally was thinking to myself, I I've peaked. Like there's no <laughs> there's nowhere to go from here, you know. Um so, so that, so I was like, what? Cause yeah. Cause I'm like, I need, there needs to be a new goal. Right. So if I'm thinking about the world, boy, Antarctica, like Antarctica. Cause I would love to, I would love to hit every continent. So my friend Doug, you know, Miss Pac-Man guy, mm -hmm. he's done it. <laughs> he, he's done Antarctica. He's done, there's virtuals there. He swam, you know, in, in the Arctic not Arctic, the Antarctic sea. I don't, I don't know oh. even know. I don't even know what it is, but um, <laughs> the sea, the cold sea down South. Oh my goodness. So I would love to hit every continent. I was supposed to go to New Zealand last year, but COVID hit. Mm. So I love, I love the Australian, New Zealand. Um, I thought that was going to happen. Did not happen. Um, so those are, and then there's a lot in Europe I like to explore too. So I get, I have a lot of people watch my videos in the Netherlands. Um, so I get a lot of requests about that. So I haven't done a whole lot of extensive trip, you know, Europe, Europe trips. Um, so yeah, those are the things that kind of come to, Oh, and Iceland. I keep seeing people <laughs> flying to Iceland and, and, and visiting volcanoes and it just looks really amazing. I've so. heard there are a lot of great earth caches out there oh, in Iceland. Yeah. And I want to visit, I want to visit in the summer 
because it's just like the landscape it's like the, it's green but then all of a sudden it's like a volcano and like, <laughs> um because i live in i live I, I didn't mention this i live in minnesota so and you kind of get this with missouri but maybe not as much i mean i live pretty much in uh, for a huge chunk of time i live in the tundra so you get a lot um, more snow than we do in missouri yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. and it gets it gets real frigid um so i'm not a, i'm not super excited by super cold places but i'd love to go, I'd love to, go to iceland uh, i've had a couple friends annie love who's one of the lackeys she just got back from there and just showing showing the pictures on facebook of just being close to really amazing volcanoes and yeah so earth yeah you're right earth caches i'm not a huge fan of earth caches but if it's a volcano <laughs> that would be pretty up. cool totally that would be an earth cache worth going to yeah. as long as it's oh. not erupting. <laughs> yes, totally. Oh, and that reminds me, I went to Hawaii right before I started caching. So that's, oh. like my major, <laughs> that's my major like caching regret. If I want to get all 50 states, I got to get back to Hawaii. Darn, shoot. I have to go back to shoot, Hawaii. You got to go back Bummer. to Hawaii. Yeah. Um, so I have to go back to Hawaii. And I'm, I'm planning on going to um, Alaska in September. So. Oh, nice. Yay. Yay. So. Nice. But, but to answer your question, like I, I just been really fortunate because, um, without the vlog, I would not have had the opportunity to go to some of these, some of these really cool places. So I'm just really, um, thankful, grateful. And, um, it's just, again, really enhanced my life, um, uh, because that's of that. pretty awesome. Yeah. For sure. What has been your most memorable find or location that you've uh -huh. been to for geocaching? Okay. I'd say location Brazil, hands down so far. I mentioned the Iguazu waterfall, They're actually going to the ape cache. So the ape cache in Brazil, it's in a, it's in a, like a, what would be considered as like a state park for us, uh, okay. south of Sao Paulo. And the cool thing is it's Intervalo state park. It is, a, it is so great because you can, you can go there highly recommended. The, the, the business, business, expense is just traveling down there because but once you get there like you stay in like these nice little cabins like on site and there's every type of geocache there you can there's a geo tour you can complete a geo tour just in that park and then of course find the famous ape cache so like that location nice was just really cool and it's set up it's really like set up for geocachers um so that's highly cool. recommend highly recommend <laughs> uh if you ever get a chance to head down to to brazil and experience that uh highly recommend but cash so the area for cash is if you've seen my videos you're not gonna be surprised at some of these what it will mention some of these so gilby gilby north dakota um gilby north dakota is the home of tricasius uh such a huge concentration of amazing gadget caches some of the most creative things i've ever seen have been in in gilby north dakota and and you can like we're talking i don't know 60 70 uh, different gadget caches that's a lot gilby. so it's just north of fargo so fargo moorhead has a really cool geo tour too so it's a destination some amazing gad gadget caches what one that really sticks out is one called driving miss daisy <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if you've seen this movie. I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, great movie. Great movie, even a great cash. So, um spoiler, are you ready? Spoiler, skip ahead, skip ahead if you don't want to hear this. Uh it's on my vlog, but basically the concept of this cash is you get to the cash and it's an ammo can. You're like, "Cool, ammo can." You open it up and inside of it is like sort of like a it looks like a hair dryer kind of. Okay. Sort of thing. It has a fan in it and 
and then on the handle there's some some lights so or some leds that you're like oh this is supposed to light up and you realize very quickly if you move move it the air goes through the thing and because of the wind power lights up the lights because inside the the ammo can it's all it's locked up well okay. you on the handle of this little device that looks like a hair dryer it's it says miss daisy and you and it's the hint for it i think is like follow the hint of the of the name of the cash and you're like oh my gosh i need to drive with miss daisy so you go get in your car <laughs> you get on the country road and you have to you have to get going probably about 45 miles per hour with miss daisy hanging out the window to get enough power for it to light up the the padlock code for the cache. That is awesome. <laughs> I never seen anything like it. I never seen anything like it. So creative, so fun. A little dangerous <laughs> when you're trying to film with yeah. one hand, one hand, <laughs> hold Miss Daisy in another hand and drive with your knee, but I was able to <laughs> Oh gosh. So um, that one that one sticks out for me. There's one in uh, Hanover, Germany. Um, called uh, My Fair Lady. Another movie. Another movie name. <laughs> and this one is outside of a like a sporting camp store. And the what you do is you get there and you're just you. There's a lockbox on the wall with a with a padlock code. You have to figure out how to open it. Well, you read the cash page. You have to call the phone number. So you call the phone number, and all of a sudden there's a mannequin. There's a mannequin in the window, and the mannequin when you call the number activates a, a motor in the mannequin and the mannequin lifts up her shirt slightly so you see her belly of the mannequin and the, and it has the number for the padlock code on her belly wow so, so it's an activated it's activated there's a phone in hidden inside the mannequin that when it lights up it's a it's the light sets off a motor to to have the mannequin slightly lift and then when then it, it drops it you know so you have to like catch it <laughs> and when i first saw that i was like oh it it was probably the funniest cash i've ever seen i was like are you kidding me like that's that's outside the box that's amazing you know? yeah that was really, <laughs> i mean that just always sticks out in my mind uh as an amazing cash and there's so many other amazing geocaches in hanover germany which is also the home of Daniel, the guy I was talking about <laughs> earlier, that has the travel agency. Well, he has a business in Hanover called Cash or Cash. Uh, I'm sorry, Geheimpunkt, which is translates translates uh, to the hidden spot. Ah, so okay. A geocaching company where he will set up team building events for companies. He has a mobile escape room. Like he'll drive a a, a van and people will go there and. And they'll get to experience an escape room. And then the whole city is filled with amazing caches. A lot of them are in partnerships with some of the businesses um, around there. So that camping store, for example, like wanted, oh. that cache, wanted that cache there. And the cool thing about it is that it's set up so, you know, uh, to follow the rules, you don't have to go into the store to experience it, but it's there. So, so the businesses really love having the attention of having these amazing caches in front of their stores. So That's cool. It is. It is very cool. Wow, that <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to picture the mannequin. Yeah, pulling its shirt up just slightly. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you want to see that, you can see that video is on YouTube. I'll have to. All look you have up to that search. Video. I haven't yep. seen that one. 
all you have to search is the funniest geocache I've ever found or something like that. That's okay. the name of the video. Or, um, and you will find it. It's, and you, and the, my reaction, I think my reaction to the cache is, is, is as funny or exciting as the actual cache. Cause I was just like, I was literally like covering my mouth and I was like, are you, I'm looking at it. Are you kidding, Daniel? Are you kidding? That is so funny. <laughs> That's great. So in a couple of your videos, you have been to geocaches in or around tattoo parlor parlors, and you have commented yeah. a couple times about possibly getting a trackable tattoo. Yes. So is that something you're, <laughs> you're contemplating or? <laughs> yeah. Well, so I guess to back up a little bit, I, I'm sure you, I, have you seen the video where I went to the tattoo parlor with the, with the uh, the giant cache hidden inside the tattoo parlor. Yes, so you yes. got your first tattoo while you were there. I got there, my first correct? tattoo, and you can't see it because it's not good for podcasting. But yeah, there it is, <laughs> it's a roller coaster. And I thought, you know, I thought for my first tattoo, I was like, okay. I never thought I'd get a tattoo, but I said, I always said to myself, if I ever get a tattoo, it's going to be in this parlor. It's in Fort Lauderdale. The cache is called Formula Cache because the it, the name of the tattoo parlor is Formula Inc. And I had the opportunity to be in Tampa for work. So I was like, okay, it's, it's done. I guess I'm getting my first tattoo. I always said I would. And then I thought, well, for my first one, what do I want? You know, cause I did think about trackable tattoo, but I was like, for my first one, my first one, I should get something meaningful. So my, the tattoo I did get where it was for, in honor of my, my, uh, my grandpa. But so to answer your question, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I have one tattoo. I kind of like check the box. You know, we talk about checking yeah. the box. When they're done that, do I really need to get a trackable tattoo? Um, but I, so to answer your question, I haven't ruled it out. But I, part of me feels like if I get another one, it kind of takes away from from this one. But I could probably hide it on my leg or something. Just I get it know. on your other other arm. Balance maybe, yourself out. Maybe. If you have, Amy, if you have any ideas, let me know. Um, okay. <laughs> do you have any tattoo ideas? How I could, because I I don't know about you, but do you have a trackable tattoo? I do not have any tattoos. No. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so if you ever got a tattoo, would would your first tattoo be a, be a trackable tattoo, or would you get something different? I have no idea. I okay. I've always see. I I've thought about that before. Like my my brother has tattoos. You know, I have nothing against tattoos. I have friends right. with them and all. But it's always my thought is. When I'm 80, right. what is that going to look like? <laughs> is, am I going to be happy I got that? Yeah. You know, placement, and... <laughs> placement is key. But here's the thing. Here's the thing that I don't. I again, trackable tattoos are cool. I love to discover them. Have you ever discovered? Have you ever discovered a trackable? I tattoo? have not discovered a trackable. Okay. I've seen. I've seen some on Facebook that people okay. have posted that they've had done, but I've not yeah. seen any in person. In person. The tricky thing about it is that the the numbers, the trackable numbers are so ran, random. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I have a hard time putting on my body some random, you know, numerical, alphabetical random number because it's just kind of like the aesthetic of it. You know, it's just yeah. like, it's not, it's not pretty. You get a custom one might be different. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, if you got a custom one. And then like, I've always thought, you know, I th I hope geocaching.com will be around forever, right? I hope. Right. But how weird would it be if something like happens or like all of a sudden trackables are not 
like a thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then or, you have like what's that well back in the day <laughs> uh, i had this hobby <laughs> i yeah. think you know, geocaching will be around in some form i'm sure forever right but yeah it it's very tight a trackable number is very tied to a a, a company you know mm-hmm. so that that brings me pause but i'm not <laughs> i'm not completely ruling it out it's it's a very hardcore thing to do because oh, yeah. it's like what you know, my, my thought is, and I, who knows, it may have happened, but I can't help but wonder if somebody, if you get a trackable tattoo, and then five years later, you just, for whatever reason, you don't geocache anymore, and you still have this trackable tattoo, and... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's forever. It's forever. And that's why, like, when I got the tattoo, I was like, I gotta get something. My first one, I gotta get something meaningful. There's just less, less risk involved. <laughs> less risk but i'm not ruling it out i mean i am i mean i am the geocaching blogger <laughs> so i don't know i guess maybe i should I don't know. <laughs> all of your videos you have so much energy in all of them is there a lot of caffeine behind that how yes. do you stay so yes. peppy <laughs> yes uh i am i I am an avid drinker of the Starbucks, the Starbucks. <laughs> um, this is not a sponsored post, but uh, if Starbucks, if you're listening, I will, I will take any of that that Starbucks uh, cash so I can fund my trip to Antarctica. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, in all seriousness, I get that question a lot, a lot, because a lot of people don't, you know, they see my excitement on geocaching. They're like, well is he really like, you know, people always say, is he really like that in real life? And you know, what people see on my videos is they see an average video of like seven minutes, right? They see seven minutes of, of me doing something I really, really love. Right. But I don't really love everything I'm doing 24 seven. Right. (laughs) So the enthusiasm I have on video is real because I love geocaching so much and I want, I want to, I want to be a great ambassador. So when people watch it, like if they're watching my video for the first time, I want them to see a person that really has passion for the hobby because it is very, very real. So the enthusiasm is real because I love the hobby. Like I said before, it's changed my life. I have think it has the ability to change other people's lives, especially, especially folks that like, I was not like growing up. I wasn't a big person. I wasn't a big outdoors person. I wasn't, I wasn't a, like a camping person, but it's like got me outside to explore things that I never explored before. So I think geocaching has such pro- potential to impact people. And I just want to be a really good ambassador for it. And so to answer the question seriously, <laughs> although caffeine is important in the morning, yes. um, my enthusiasm, <laughs> my enthusiasm is real because, um, because I love it. I love the hobby. I think, I don't know about you, Amy, but I think about it a lot. Like even 13 <laughs> years later, like even when I'm at work, like I'm thinking about the next place I want to go. I'm thinking about the next geo tour I want to do. I'm thinking about, about, oh my gosh, somebody published a new adventure lab in my area and I want to do it. You know, I'm thinking about <laughs> a lot. So call it obsession. I don't, fine. Maybe it's an obsession. <laughs> it's a good obsession. Does that answer your question? It does. I love it. And you, your enthusiasm does look very genuine in those videos. And it, you, it's very obvious that you do love 
yeah. getting to go out and make the oh, videos yeah. and see the geocaches. And you do find some pretty amazing ones that I think anybody would really be excited to get oh, to yeah. go do. For sure. For sure. Is there anything you want to share with us that we didn't cover today? Oh boy, I could, Amy, I could go on and on. <laughs> I know. I mean, let's just, uh, we could talk about geocoins. Like, geocoins are fun. I love geocoins. Look at this. Oh, I love trackables and coins. Look at, this, look at that, the, the dumpster fire. Oh, they got the dumpster fire 2020. Got the dumpster fire. Nice. This, is, this is horrible podcasting content. I'm so sorry. Um, here, this is, this is the sound. Are you ready? This is the sound of the geocoin dumpster fire closing. There, look at that. Close 2020. There we go. Um, yeah, I love it. I love it. There's just so many. There's so many aspects, right? There's so many aspects of 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 geocaching that are, that are fun. I don't know. I I you know if you're if you're seeking out this hobby and you're uh, maybe you're like, what's out there for podcasts for geocaching? I think your your uh, podcast is so accessible, and I think you can learn so much from listening to shows like this, podcasts like this. There's videos out there. Like, take it all in, because a lot of people, I think a lot of people, I experienced this on TikTok. They've forgotten how to like use Google and like do some <laughs> like you do some research and really like seek out. I didn't have I didn't have hardly any videos when I started geocaching. Like there were some you know some blogs out there and stuff, but there's so much out there you can learn. And I'm sure for those your listeners, if they're new to geocaching, there's something that's really gonna hook them, and something that's really gonna get them excited about it. For me, it, the hook really ended up being sharing my geocaching adventures with others. Like for me, doing YouTube has made me a better geocacher. And maybe, Amy, you can relate to this too. Like just the curiosity of asking questions even on your podcast. Like I'm a better geocacher because um, I, I seek out things that I think other people would like to see. And thus, I am a better geocacher because I, I bring that sort of that curiosity to the, to the activity. So um, I think geocaching has something for everybody. And I would encourage people if they're burnt out or they're just learning, like figure out kind of like what you love about it and then just go for it. It's great advice. Cause yeah, it, when I first started geocaching and like, Oh, there's all these challenge caches and there's this and there's that. And I'm going to try to do all of them. It's like, all of a sudden it feels like work and it's not right. fun if it feels like work. Yeah. So totally just find the part that you love and focus on that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if you ever experienced this too, but you know, when you're looking for a geocache and you're like, you can't find it. And then you begin getting frustrated. Yes. <laughs> I always, I, I have to have like this self-awareness, like, like, am I having fun right now? Like, because if I'm not having fun, like, why am I doing this? You know what I mean? So like, sometimes I just need to step away from a cash and just be like, you know what? I'm, I've been here for 30 minutes. It's not fun anymore. Move on. Let's go to the next cache. You know, because the minute it becomes not fun anymore, like, why are you doing it? Like, I think people forget like geocaching. It's a game. It's yeah. a game. <laughs> like let's let's you know, and I don't I don't know if it's good to take games too seriously. If you're not having fun, the point of games is to have fun, right? If you're not having fun, if you're not exploring something new, or if you're not having an enjoyable experience, like find something else within the hobby that you do enjoy. Um, so yeah. Have fun, people. Have fun. I, that's what I try to do with my videos is I try to display um, having fun. And if I think I can display myself having fun, then other people will, you know, figure out ways to have fun. 
So are you, uh, Amy, are you, uh, are you, do you have any plans for any future um, geocaching events again? Because I know you came, went to MOGA. Do you have anything on, in, in your sites? Well, I'm, I found out uh, MOGA 2022. Um, that's over in Illinois. So I'm definitely planning on that. In Casey. Yeah, so I'm planning on that one. And other than that, it's just kind of watching to see what yeah. comes up. I don't have yeah. any. I try to hit some community ones when yeah. they, they right. haven't been too many because of right. COVID, but they're starting to right. come back up. So I'll try right. to go to a couple of those. Yeah. How, how far are you from Kansas City? I am about as far from Kansas City as you can get and still oh, in the really? same state. Yes. Oh, I wow. am, so I am, I am by St. Louis. Okay. Which is uh, as far east of Kansas City as you can get yeah. in Missouri. So, <laughs> well, I was just going to recommend to you because GeoCoin Fest is in Kansas City, and that's a great event. It's not just about geocoins; they have a lot of cool stuff. So, I've always enjoyed, it. and it's at a, I think it's at a really cool um, dinosaur museum. Anyway, you're, it's close by. I think you would really enjoy it. Yeah, I I saw that one come up. I don't know if I'm going to make it to that one. Because that is that is four hours across the state. Yeah. So yeah. we'll yep. we'll see how that one pans out. But. Yeah, you're 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 so you're you're like closer to Casey, Illinois. I am actually. <laughs> have you ever been? Have you ever been to Casey? Casey is amazing. I have been through there on seventy so many times. Oh, it never stopped. And I don't think we ever stopped. <laughs> Have you ever stopped in Vandalia, Vandalia? Mm -hmm. Vandalia, yeah. Have you got the Have you got the cash at the at the the fire breathing dragon? I have not. Oh gosh, is that the fire breathing jacket on your video? Yeah, that's yes. that's where it is. Okay. Yeah. Next time you go through there, you gotta stop. That fire breathing dragon is so cool. Yeah. Patrick would love it. That would be awesome. Yeah. I, yeah, <laughs> we're gonna have to check out. I had no clue that was. Yeah. There. Right. Your video, it looks so awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. It's like, you know, geocaching takes you to the coolest places. Like that was like that. I intentionally on my way to Boga, that's where I stayed overnight because I, I wanted to, I wanted to film the fire breathing dragon. So I actually stayed in this, that little town just for that. It's awesome. <laughs> cool. Well, do you, do you have anything else? So I had asked you about a cache to highlight, but I feel like we highlighted so many of the your, yeah. your well, awesome I'll finds. One, I'll highlight one more for you. Okay. One for one more. So I just got back two weeks ago from New York City because the Geocaches of Long Island had a big event there with, with Brian Roth, who's the president of geocaching.com. If you don't know, he had not been home to his home of Long Island since COVID. So he had a community celebration event. The Geocaching of Long Island had a big event. But, and so it, it was a Friday, Saturday, Sunday thing. On Sunday, I got to do one of the most epic multi-caches in the world, and that is the, the bridges and arches of Central Park. Cache code GC17MX1. Difficulty rating 3, terrain rating 2. The cache description is fairly long, so I'm going to let you guys go over to geocaching.com and pull that one up yourselves to read it. There is a link in the show notes if you want to pull it up. Which is, get this, Amy, I don't know if you've heard of it, a 32, count it, 32 stage multi. What? So 32 stages, one smiley. 
but it takes you to every bridge and every arch in all of Central Park. You literally, by doing the cast, you literally explore all of Central Central Park, all of it. Most people, t- it takes two or three tri- trips to fi- yeah. to Central Park to finish it. <laughs> I but I was, I was focused, and we had a group of twelve people, and we completed it all in one day. It was ten miles, ten oh miles of goodness. walking through Central Park. It was amazing. It was such a cool adventure. And here's my little plug. And I don't know when this is going to air, but a bit, <laughs> I, of course, of course I made a video of it. And so there's a really epic video with, um, I show the final container, but you can't tell where it is. So, <laughs> so you'd still have to, you'd still have to do it to be able to, uh, experience it. But what a cool location. What amazing, amazing cash at the end of it. Get this at the end of it, you complete it and you get a geo coin in the cash is a geo coin an unactivated geocoin oh. that you get to keep that you just nice. take because the cash owner is so generous that he he stocks it he lives in new york city he stocks it all the time so if you complete that epic 32 stages uh cash you get you get a geocoin and it's just it was really cool it's a very unique experience to be able to experience all of central park in oh one gosh. day so that was awesome stages that was really cool and that's coming soon on my videos so that's awesome yeah, if a multi-cache has more than, like, two stages, I'm like, I don't know if I want to do this. <laughs> well, you know, you have to go into it with the right mentality, right? You have to be like, you know what? <laughs> this is unique. But you're, you, normally you're right. But, like, you know, I, I was like, I know it's going to take all day. So I focused, you know, we focused on it. We worked as a team, and we, we found it. We found it. It was unforgettable. That, that's awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. No problem. There are links to the Geocaching Vloggers YouTube channel and social media sites in the show notes, as well as links to the specific videos of geocaches that we talked about with him in this episode. So go over to geocacheadventures.org and check it out. Thank you for listening to Geocache Adventures with me, Shadow Dragon One. Have you heard of FTF Magazine? It's the magazine for geocachers. It is full of articles and photos all sent in by geocachers like you. In fact, some of the guests that you've heard on this show have submitted articles to Geocacher Magazine. They have all kinds of neat stuff and publish achievements that are sent in by geocachers. So if you have an achievement you want to celebrate, send it in and they will add it to the magazine. It is really cool. I recommend it. I subscribe to it myself and I love it. Go check it out at ftfgeo.com. That's ftfgeo.com. And let them know Shadow Dragon 1 sent you. Would you like to be a guest on the show? Do you have a topic you'd like to hear more about? Let me know at geocacheadventures.org. Go over to the contact page and you can send me a message there. It has the podcast email that you can email me to. Or you can reach out to Shadow Dragon 1 on geocaching.com. Geocacheadventures.org also has a store page now. You can go over there, geocacheadventures.org, and click on the store page in the menu bar and check it out. Got some great stuff over there for you.